You are listening to The Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula. We're joined by uh, life coach Clement Chawuke, and uh, Clement is taking us through the eight things that will destroy a relationship and how to avoid them. Um, Good morning, Clement. Good morning to you, Patricia, and your listeners. Hey, Clement, you are worried about relationships, yeah? The last time I spoke to you, it was divorce. Now you are telling us destroying relationships, how to avoid them. <laughs> hey, 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 what, what yeah. has happened? What, Gilly what has happened, my guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's crucial that we mm. we speak up about these things. Um, everything in our society begins in a setup that is called family. True. So a failed family leads to failed businesses, failed schools, failed government, a failed country. So it's, yeah, we really need to build from family set up uh, to the world. So you say there are things that we can avoid um, for relationships uh, to deteriorate extremely. What are these things and how do we avoid them? Yeah, so before we, we can even go there, um, your first question um, that has to do with why why relationships in particular. Um, I was thinking about, about this, that, you know, when we, we use um, our cars on the roads, those who have driver's licenses, they know that there's a, there's a book that is called K53. And the main focus of that book is how to avoid accidents on the road because if we don't drive by the rules we will have more collisions on daily basis so the very same thing applies with um, relationships you can be a good driver who lacks knowledge when it comes to how to um, operate on the road so it goes to our relationships as well i can be a romantic person or somebody who can easily be loved by by women or a woman who can be easily loved by men so basically getting into a relationship that doesn't mean on its own um you will be able to avoid things if you don't know what are the things that needed that need to be avoided in order that your relationship may not be destroyed so taking it to the first step the first thing first in a relationship that you need to deal with, you must deal with unending insecurities. So most of the people, when they get into relationships, they get into them having a lot of insecurities. And this time around, when I speak about insecurities, um, we are not referring to a person that you are in a relationship with. We are referring to you yourself when you are relating to another person. So how does um, insecurity look like? You are in a relationship with someone who has 10 qualifications 
and you don't even have one qualification for that matter. So as a result, when you are with them in a relationship, constantly you keep on deeming yourself as not worthy enough because you keep on measuring yourself against what they have and what you don't have. So what you do now in the process of time is you start to say to yourself, I am not good for you. It will actually be better if you can get somebody who possess same qualities as yours. What makes us to complement one another is more like um, uh, electric circuit. It has a positive and a negative. I can't be positive and positive. There will never be anything that will make us flow in the relationship. So if I am positive and then you come with a current of negative, then there will be a good flow. So what am I saying with this is don't try to be another person. Always embrace who you are in a relationship and avoid at all costs having insecurities. Build confidence in yourself. Have faith in yourself. Always remind yourself that I am worthy to be with this person that I'm with in a relationship, regardless of how many things they've achieved and how many things I've achieved. The second thing that you need to avoid is an overflowing jealousy. So an overflowing jealousy, um, it's more like, you know, you have people who relate with you on an imaginary level. You are not actually their partner in reality. What they relate to when they have you is what they create in their heads. Um, continuously, they see you as somebody who um, does things that even you yourself, you know that you don't do those things. So when somebody has an overflowing jealousy, continuously, so they keep on creating things in their head um, regarding you. So how do you avoid the thing of creating things that are not even there, which have potential to destroy your relationship? What you need to do is, if you see something that doesn't make sense or doesn't sit well with you, um, always practice confronting your partner, telling them that there is this in your life that I don't understand, that I don't like. So that will help you to avoid creating stories in your head that which do not exist. Imagine, and, uh, where Clement, you see, mm. when you speak of overflowing jealousy, I was trying to understand where we're going here with this. And I realized maybe mm. it's the English language that is very limited with words, right? Because I'll mm. go to Isizulu. Mm. I, I understand when you say overflowing jealousy. Um, uh, in Isizulu, we've got Isquel, which is uh, uh, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. normal for being in a relationship. But then there's Umona. You see? Yeah, and in yeah. English, there's only one word when for it, it jealousy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now mm. those people who create those stories, mm. I don't think it's just overflowing jealousy. I think people are in relationships and they, are, they themselves are mentally not ready to be in a relationship. Sure. They themselves are not, like you were saying, confident in themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they mm. themselves are just not whole and holistic as individuals. Shouldn't people mm. like that be warned not to enter into relationships until they've dealt with self? Um, 
Yo, yeah. I'm asking this simply because, <laughs> look, imagine being with a partner who's always creating stories about you. Mantulu woke up mm. in the morning at two in the morning to go to work. <laughs> no, she's not yeah. going to work. No, Mantulu has yeah. something with Amanda. Hi, hi, hi. They are going to see yeah. guys. You know, people create such things. Mantulu is five minutes uh. late from work. Usenking in. Eh? Yeah. Wouldn't that show hey. that that other person is sick? <laughs> they are sick. They need help because there are people who create such stories. There are people who, mm. oh, you'll get a, a call from a call center number, you know, advertising something, yeah. selling you something, and already in trouble. And you just take up with the sport. There, there are relationships like that. So, my partner, thank God I don't have one like that. <laughs> yeah, so. So, so basically, um, what needs to be to be done is you need to get somebody who can who can coach you out of the that weakness of overflowing jealousy. Somebody who will who will coach you in terms of how to build your your confidence. Um, you know, to and and I think with other people, what makes them to have this this overflowing jealousy is that thing of being in a relationship with someone who is not willing to have an open conversation with you. Like you were giving an example, um, you go to work at two a.m. in the morning. Your significant other has a right to can engage with you in terms of. Um, how was your your journey to work in the morning, uh, coming back? And then if there's something that doesn't add up, uh, that doesn't make sense. In your relationship, you always need to create a room for clarities because we always need clarities. Why do things look the way they look like today? But a person who, who is obsessed and have overflowing jealousy, they don't engage with you in terms of clarity. What they do instead is they create things in their heads and whatever that they formulated in their head, it is the way it is. Nobody can convince them otherwise. Nobody can tell them anything. So can we now... <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, we now go into the third one. The third one is um, excessive possessiveness excessive possessiveness um i think it also um links with overflowing jealousy you get in a relationship with somebody who has excessive possessiveness what they do is they always have a feeling that i own this person nobody wants to be yeah nobody wants to be in a relationship with a person who makes them feel that they own them and then they build a system that makes you feel caged like a bed. As a result, what happens is you don't have a freedom to do anything. Whatever that you want to do, they make sure that they, they limit your movement. They even go to an extent of controlling your dreams, how far you can go with your career. Everything about you is owned by them. So we need to pay attention to, to these things. If you are that person suffering from, from that being overly possessive towards your partner, uh, practice giving them a space, you know? We all need a space. We all need a space. Even myself, married as, as I am, 
there are times when I need to be alone all by myself. It's unhealthy that for like 24 hours of your day, you give it to, to one person. The sign of, of being possess, possessed or being possessive towards another person. So you deal with that by learning to give another person a space to be by themselves and uh, ability to fly. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Don't be overly possessive. Um, look, there are couples who would end up working together and living together. So I don't know if mm. you are not stretching it a bit too much when you say it's unhealthy to be together for 24 hours. However, what is unhealthy is this possessiveness. Um, being in the same vicinity means nothing. I mean, people are under yeah, lockdown. Yeah, being, it, it means nothing. Yeah. What you do in that vicinity, hey, where is Clement? Some of us have been through it. We've been through the mill in our past <laughs> lives. Being told, don't wear this. <laughs> wear yeah, this. Not yeah. this hairstyle. This hairstyle. The, the, I don't and, like this friend. This friend is not married. And, this ooh, show, People are... And show. I don't think they can practice. A person who's in that position doing that, being the overly mm. possessive one. I mean, I believe by a goal. They are sick. They are <laughs> narcissistic. No, really. It's a mental condition that has not been diagnosed. Mm. And I believe that people, uh -huh. if you notice that you are like that, or your partner says, hey, I think you're a bit too possessive, go get help, uh -huh. mental help. That's the yeah. thing that will help that person, especially with possessiveness well, and overflowing jealousy. Mm. I, it's uh -huh. a narcissistic science. Let's take, let's take a quick break. When we come back, help us. Help us to make sure that our relationship don't get destroyed with more pointers, okay? Wake up and live. On Wake Up and Live, we are joined telephonically by Clement Chawuke, who's a life coach. Clement is helping us uh, to avoid a couple of things that can destroy relationships. And when we started, he said, healthy relationships are going to make for healthy communities, healthy families, healthy uh, societies, you know, a healthy country all in all. So that's why it's imperative for us to have these conversations. Clement, um, what other things should be avoided when it comes to relationships? Thank you. Um, so the fourth thing here, what we have is um, dishonesty. You need to avoid being dishonest. Um, and how do you avoid that? By being or by practicing being honest, even with little things. Um, there's, a, there's a transformational speaker by the name of Lisa Nichols. Um, she says the following, a road to true freedom. It is when you have nothing to hide, nothing to defend, and nothing to protect. So when you get into a relationship with a person, you need to gradually practice that, that I'm not gonna uh, be dishonest with my partner because lies gradually, they grow. You start with 
telling, uh, you know, it's just a smaller lie. And then tomorrow it grows to another thing. The next day it grows to another thing. So if you, you build your relationship on the grounds of being dishonest towards one another, that on its own, it will destroy your relationship. Because as human beings by nature, we hate it by all means whenever we are being lied to. It doesn't matter how big or small a lie is. So the point that I want to emphasize, as I quoted with Nicole, is when you are in a relationship, make sure that you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to protect, and you have nothing to defend. That on its own will deal, will, will deal with dishonesty in your relationship. When you say nothing to hide, should people be talking about their past uh, relationships, in current relationships? Because sometimes there are things that transpired in the past that can uh, affect the present. Yeah, most most definitely. Um, as adults, again, we, we, we know things that happened in our past which um, can jeopardize certain things in our new relationships. So if you have something in your past that you know it might surface at the later on stage while when you are in a new relationship and that on its own, it has potential to can destroy your relationship. It is good that at the get-go you speak about it. Um, I've seen most men who got into um, serious relationships, some got married, and then they kept it from their partners that they have um, children that their partners don't even know about them. Um, you are hiding it from them because you think that if they can know, they will never um, give to the idea of getting married to you. So it's important that um, do not let anybody deceive them into getting what you think at that point it's important at an expense of other things. So have nothing to hide, have nothing to defend, and have nothing absolutely to protect. Hmm. Ah, dishonesty, dishonesty, dishonesty. You know other people are dishonest about things that are very critical. Um, financial dishonesty, financial infidelity. You know, Nyabona logo hiding children and so on. That's maybe, let's say, people will omit to give information. That You know, but there's other people who are really dishonest. Here we are, we are in a relationship, we are planning um, a holiday. I'm making an example here. And in our planning of a holiday, we both know that we are going to have to contribute towards this holiday. But the one partner is the one who's going to be going to buy uh, bags uh, mm. without talking to the other partner. But this mm. money you are buying this handbag or this weave with is going to affect the bottom line of going to the holiday and therefore putting pressure on the partner who did not buy a bag or a weave. How do we deal with mm. financial dishonesty? Because a lot of relationships are deteriorating because of finances. Um, how do you do you deal with that? Um, it takes us back to our point as have nothing to hide, have nothing to defend. Defend has to do with 
this is the reason why I, I bodied it and stuff. Um, have nothing to to protect. Always make sure, especially when it comes to, to finances, you you practice the art of being transparent. Um, I can give an example with myself. I am self-employed and I'm a freelance graphic designer. I've practiced the art of every time whenever I get a client, when the excitement kicks in that I'm going to get paid, the first person I tell is, is my wife. I'm practicing that thing. So it, it's important that gradually practice it. But sometimes I, I do understand other people, they hide it from their partners in terms of how much I made um, and how much I have because you have that partner who will also want to control your finances. This is how you must spend. This is how you must not spend. Um, and I, I, I think um, we need to get to a place, and this one that I'm bringing on now, I think it's crucial. Um, as adults, there's no an adult who wanted to be in a space or in a relationship where they are made to feel like they are children. You know, a child is somebody who always takes others from their, their elders. So never make your partner to feel like they are your child always create the home um, to negotiate. I practice that thing a lot with my wife. Um, sometimes we fail to hear what people say to us, even if it's a good thing. Your, your attitude or how you say a thing determines how the recipient will receive what you are saying. So it's important that we always negotiate. If you have money, uh, I don't have a right to say to you, don't spend it like this when it comes to the holiday that we're going to have um, next month. What I need to do is say to you, how about we spend it this way and I give my reasons and in return, you also give your reasons. So negotiating is a skill that we need to practice in, in a relationship. And that on its own, it will make our relationships to become more healthier. You know, when it comes to uh, financial uh, issues uh, in, in relationships, I think they're very important, uh, you know, uh, Clement. Why I say they're important mm. is because it's almost like the air we breathe. Without oxygen, mm. uh, then the lungs will collapse, right? Without money. Sure you will not be able to eat as a family. You will not be able to acquire things. We are on earth. We are not in the spirit. Um, mm. And people don't understand that everyone has a financial persona. Mm. And true, people true. don't yeah. assess their financial persona. And people go into yeah. relationships with lies. Uh, an example, yeah. and this usually happens, men want to prove chivalry. So when mm. a man is still in the beginning phases of a relationship, he will pretend to have a lot of money and he will <laughs> pretend to want to give you the world. And, the, and then the woman, the woman will be accustomed to that pretentious life. And then mm. newsflash after marriage, how oh, everything was in debt, it was credit cards. This man doesn't have the money, he doesn't earn what he was living up to be. And then the woman is disappointed. Mm. The man is now ashamed. That creates a challenge in a marriage. 
right? Mm. So people need mm. to be honest from get-go with finances. It's not mm. about people being treated like babies or children. Mm. It's about not understanding each other's financial personas. Um, sure. And, and being able to call one out to say, hi, Bo, if you are saying to me, we are going to be, uh, you know, uh, building a family. But every night uh, we are eating at a fancy restaurant. How are we building uh, this family? Uh, Let's look. Uh, What's the credit score here? People need to be honest with uh, these things. Clement, we need to start wrapping up our conversation. What is the last pointer that you want to take us to? Um, yeah, I think we, we're going to omit the other three. The, the last one um, of which it very, very, very much important. Um, avoid having an in, insensitive behavior. So insensitive behavior, um, actually, it is the root of being abusive in a relationship. When you are insensitive, you now get into a zone where you don't care about another person anymore you don't care how they feel you don't care about you know what they think you don't you absolutely don't care about anything so if you are in a relationship with somebody who is um insensitive towards you how do you pick that that the person is insensitive when you speak to them they don't listen to hear they always listen to answer. And then the other sign is whenever they deal with you, they, do, they don't become kind towards you. And how do you pick that one up? By their choice of words, words that they use. Even when you say to them that your choice of words, the way you speak to me, I don't like it. Um, they continuously repeat the, the, the same thing, speaking to you the way they spoke to you previously. So avoid being insensitive towards one another. And the most important thing is if you are in a relationship with a person, my advice is always pay attention to their cry. What is it that my partner cry about when it comes to me? If they don't like how uh, I raise my voice towards them, I need to listen to their cry and then tone my voice down. And in return, what do I do? I express care, I express love, and I show respect. So always avoid being insensitive. Clement, let's leave it at that. Thank you so very much for joining us. Um, how do A-teamers get in touch with you as a life coach? Um, on social media, you can find me on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. It's Clement P.C. Chauke. Clement P.C. Chauke. And my, my number is 061-497-99. Five two zero six one four nine seven double nine five two. Thank you very much, Clement.